<laughs> I got a divine venom. Oh. Some of my people's one time. What up, what up, what up? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're back in it once again. Somehow you got suckered into listening to this again. You are listening to Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm here with Eve Avery. What up, y'all? Hey. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast uh, via iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Play, mm-hmm. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And in the words of Avery, you can always give us five stars if you're listening on iTunes. So please give us five stars. And if your rating somehow does not line up with five stars, just you just go ahead and hold that. that. email. Just go ahead and hold that. Yeah, send that email. <laughs> just hold that. I don't know write, that. write a letter and mail it. Stamp that joint. <laughs> yeah, write a letter. Walk it to you. Snail mail that letter. If you get this post five office. stars, just go ahead and uh, snail mail <laughs> that letter. But other than that, please give us five stars. And as always, you can follow us on social media um, at Across This on Twitter at across this one on the gram is that across, the number one or yeah across oh yeah you know what that's pretty good across this and the number one you're right no I've never said that across this and the number one so across on this one but it's the number one not the, yeah, not the word O-N-E and across the intersection man laugh into the mic <laughs> my jokes are funny I want them laughs Don't in the mic you just yeah. edit in the laugh track yeah, as you, you know, normally do I just put in a you know snippet of a sound effect <laughs> yeah um, and we are across the intersection on Facebook. Um, I am Divinimus on all platforms. D I V E N O M O U S. Did you just say Facebook? Oh man, we about to go on Zuck. We about to go on Zuckerberg. So we're on because you know Avery probably came in fully loaded with that joint. He got cannons and all that ready. Do we want to stay on Facebook? Ah, you know. Well, you know, I already, already closed my joint down, so. And I mean, to be honest, you don't think deleted. the other ones are not doing the same thing? Not they just ain't been caught yet. Deleted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come okay. on, man. It, you know, uh, just jumping ahead into the topic at hand. <laughs> Basically. Um, people are really I told acting. I told you he was loaded. Here no, we go. No, no, I mean, the whole, um, the whole uh, Cambridge Analytica, yeah. uh, Cambridge An- Analytica company, which was uh, Steve Bannon was like one of the heads of that. And he, and he helped to finance it along, along with uh, Peter Thiel. Uh, one of the billionaires out of Silicon Valley, uh, and um, vocal Trump supporter. Uh, people, the, it's 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 wild how the news is painting Cambridge Analytica as like, oh, oh, you 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 cropped uh, fifty million users' data off of Facebook in order to influence the election, as if, as if that activity is not part and parcel. Well, how corporations and the media and public relations I think have you're, worked. You're speaking Yiddish. Ha, uh, have, <laughs> you're speaking Yiddish. Let's speaking, go. Oh, yeah, let's, English, you don't brother. want me to speak go Yiddish. Back. You don't want me to speak Yiddish. You don't want me to speak Yiddish. You are Meshugana. I'll tell you about some Yiddish. <laughs> you don't want me. You, you don't want me to get because. So explain. No, but but you I just can mentioned some Yiddish that's hey, on look, topic. We're yeah, trying to keep this joint to an hour. So but but you just but you just mentioned something. That a lot of people have never heard of. Yeah. So can you go back to what this entity is that you're talking about? Oh, I'm just talking about a gentleman by the name of, well, what? Cambridge Analytica? Exactly. Is that what you're talking exactly. about? Exactly, yeah. Oh, Cambridge Analytica was, is a, uh, it's a data mining company. Data mining slash public relations company that, that, that uses data, uh, uses uh, uh, publicly available um, or um, quasi-publicly available data in order to create profiles uh, on uh, on users 
and then um, hyper target those profiles. So uh, people within earshot, if you have a social media profile, you might like this. You might be angry at that. You may say this. You may tweet that. You may post a photo of this. All, all of that stuff that you think is um, just showing you, you doing you and being you. Uh, all that stuff is uh, collected and a profile is built by is 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 built about you auto, automatically uh, through through uh, data collection efforts. And what so, if I don't make it public? Well, I, I mean that 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 matters somewhat, but even still, because that the platform is owned by a corporate entity, that data can still be used against you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Honestly. Algorithms, baby. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, algorithms, uh, security mishaps. Uh, all, all, all those kinds of things. A lot is that mishaps or air quotes mishaps? I mean, it, it all depends. Because you man. know, some yeah. of those are done On intentionally. Yeah, 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 mishaps. Yeah, right, right, right. So it, it, it certainly is perceived security. Um, it's perceived uh, something called externality. Um, then that's just a, a blanket term. Externality is is uh, is just a um, you when you communicate or when you try to do something, you always expose an aspect of yourself. Uh, it's like walking through a forest. Um, you can walk through a forest and not touch the trees, but if you look back, you have footprints, and that's the forest recognizing the fact that you were there. You leave imprints, and those imprints trail you, trail to you, um, and so. And the data mining company is collecting, collecting, collecting all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, Facebook, fa- Facebook is collecting this data, and then a data mining company though can utilize uh, uh, um, Facebook and publicly available information in order to yes do what they wilt. With that information or that data, and Cambridge Analytica did exactly that. You, it, it, it created um, um, hyper personalized uh, uh, messages of propaganda in order to sway um, their the, these uh, target users. I mean, exhibit they, A. Yeah, I mean, they spun up websites, they created memes, they created videos, they came up with this whole uh, drain the swamp uh, statement. Yeah, that, from the election, from yeah, the election cycle yeah, a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, that they tested right and seemed to work well they already knew who yeah. it was going to work on based yeah. upon the profile they had built right and th- and that information that information was uh via a facade passed on to uh, donald trump uh and donald trump began to use that and th- what i mean by via a facade it's not like these things are directly handed to the president that would be incriminating and plus donald trump didn't know that dc used to be a swamp so and he didn't know that the slaves actually drained it so well, he 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 wasn't making any yeah, connection I, I mean, I, to historical fact that wasn't supposed to work on yeah that wasn't supposed to work on you know that um audience anyway yeah, that, yeah. so so but but the way in which that works through a facade is that information is then um gathered and then passed passed through via proxy um to the president's men and then the president's men then pass that information all on to women, the president. All women, you know. This oh, is here we go. History, homo know. sapiens, right? Yeah, homo sapiens, okay. brother. There we you. go. I got you. I uh, preach the gospel to all creatures. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so anyway, uh, Cambridge Analytica is a, a company that where there was a what's called a quote unquote whistleblower uh, that came out. Um, he's that came out recently with a with an expose of how he participated and spearheaded many of these data collection efforts. And so now he's this is like his mea culpa um, or grand apology, that's Latin for grand apology, um, to the public in order to um, uh, 
uh, account for his sins, so to speak. What was the incentive uh, for this whistleblower? Because some people will look at him and say, oh, he probably got fired. Something probably happened. And now he's blowing the whistle when he was complicit when he worked with the organization. Well, I mean, you know, the Lord encodes uh, encodes things into our DNA. Now, I don't know how, how I don't know if this person is a plant. Um, from some other kind of uh, organization. I'm not sure. I wonder because of how this person looks um, and uh, some of the clothing that he wears and the messaging uh, and his persona. I, you know, there's something else going on with the guy. But uh, to be that as it may, I mean, he could just be, he could also, this could be, as I said, a grand apology. Like, look, I mean, I'm seeing the devastation. He himself, he said, uh, his name is Chris Wiley, Christopher Wiley. He himself has said that um, I'm, I'm, I participated in the destruction of our democracy before my eyes, and I just I feel terrible about it. And so this is this is me coming clean. That 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 that's what he said. Now, I, what I'm saying though is that um, this has been happening way before. Uh, even f- way before the Cambridge Analytica, this goes back. This goes back to the 1920s, and um, a gentleman by the name of Edward Bernays, who who was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, he's the person that came up with the term called proper propaganda. Uh, propaganda is pers- means persuasive information, persuasive messaging, and uh, he also is the father of public relations. Um, but uh, okay. hyper-targeted marketing has been going on since the 19-teens under Woodrow Wilson working with and, uh, Edward and so, Bernays. And so some people will say, well, why should we just, you know, some people would say, I'm not going to withdraw from all social media. This mm-hmm. is basically all of this target marketing predates mm-hmm. social media anyway. Yes. So why don't I just continue to participate in it? Well, uh, well, uh, well, what I would say with that is to... Um, Social media is, per, per, again, personalized propaganda, machine propaganda, or commercials are very devastating. Um, it focuses uh, on um, pulling triggers in order to manipulate, in order to, in order to manipulate the audience to do certain things, to do the things in which that said company or messenger would want an audience person, I mean, would want uh, a uh, messagee or receiver of the message to do. And they do these things in very sophisticated ways that where they cannot be incriminated. Um, and so uh, the thing is about social media, since this, you, 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 know, you say it's been going on for so long, and it has. Um, and it's never been a good thing. The thing is about social media is that it's, uh, it's even more weaponized because now it can get so granular, so granular down to like what your, what your ticks are. So if you say that you like, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like let's say you like, I don't know, Black Panther. International travel for the Inter- past eight, nine, ten years. Every time I've gone someplace, I've put it out there. You know, we've talked about what a great time we had. There are pictures. How could that come back to bite me? Yeah, well, um, so so you putting a profile out about, oh, you like to travel internationally. Yeah. Um, Will pro a message that will probably uh, resonate with you is DACA, right? Probably, um, and that is the the uh, initiative in order to um, uh, in order in order to allow uh, dreamers or uh, children of illegal immigrants to have amnesty or to stay in the United States, right? So that a message like that might resonate with you even though you never said, oh, I like DACA or anything like that, okay. right? And so conversely, conversely, uh, a message about ethnocentricity, 
um, or blood and soil um, uh, or or uh, what Richard Spencer was leading and not just him, but many of the alt right was coming together. That messaging and that that messaging might might anger you. So, you know, and all of that so I wouldn't just, be targeted with that messaging. You could be. Yeah, because it depends on what the goal of the targeter is. The targeter, the goal of the targeter could be to divide, to divide the populace. So these targeters actually hire organizations like the one that you were talking about in order to determine who to target these messages toward based on a history of putting certain things out there on social media? Uh, yes, because that, that makes it easy. That makes it a lot easier than knocking on doors or uh, observing behavior in downtown or the mall or... You know, you, you people are willingly, willingly sharing um, their preferences and their interests. You know, long gone are the days of MySpace, right? Where it was just kind of like, hey, this is like my locker in high school. And, you know, I just, hey, I like this background. And, you know, those days yeah. are gone. Shout out to Tom from MySpace, man, because... You know Tom has a Twitter page. It, well, I, I saw that like a couple years back. And, wait, it's, wait, and, it's, Tom, and it says, Tom now has a like, Twitter page. Yeah. No, he's had it for a while. Yeah, he's had it. And it's like at, at Tom from MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's got the same photo. Because he's like everybody's first friend. Yeah, he had MySpace. the same photo And so, MySpace. of course, that, you know, the so white now, tea. but yeah. now he's probably a, a gray-headed person, but the photo looks like he looked, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, well, I say shout out to Tom from MySpace because, you know, we look and we, we laugh about MySpace. Oh, my gosh, that was like such cheesy. Technology well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because anybody listening to us who some people got on MySpace, some people got MySpaces right now. Uh, yeah, that well, too. That's a music well, that's true. Yeah. We 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 hitting both extremes because if you're over a certain age, you probably still got a MySpace. But if you're under a certain age, you probably like what the heck With is a MySpace? Account. Yeah. Uh-huh. So MySpace, MySpace is is the predominant social media platform that existed prior to Facebook. Uh, all facts of, hitting them with the yeah. the contextual facts. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so just for all the people who early two thousands. That we was it's all not on my early. See here you go. Hold on. Black Planet was early. First of all, white people don't know what Black mid- Planet was. So well, stop hey, that. don't be. Hey, there are white people on BlackPeopleMeet.com right now. <laughs> I, I know, you know someone. That? I know someone personally who is not black, but deliberately went on Black People Meet and now married a black man. Facts. Oh, for Facts. real? Yeah. You look. If See? you want to meet black people, regardless yeah. of your background, wow, you go on gangster. Black People Meet. Okay. Well, on, excuse man, me. Hey, know? I'm not that gangster. My bad. My bad, yeah. player. Hey, some. You know, some people just want exotic stuff. So it's not a game out here. People want zebra ribs. You know what I mean? They not they not necessarily. They don't it's live not, next to Kruger Park. Yeah, you mean, know. You know, they like, want to go to that Belgian human uh, human zoo, right? Yeah, like, okay, you know, my bad. Yeah, exactly, my bad. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did not come ahead to bash social media, although nah, we nah. spent the first ten minutes doing so. But I just, I just the reason I brought that she up wants is to because bash no, 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 so no. The, the, the reason, <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because you did your normal intro and talked about where uh, <laughs> across the inter- intersection can be found on social media. And when you said my, my uh, when you said uh, Facebook, yep. not MySpace, triggers, when triggers. you said Facebook, mm-hmm. a trigger came. So that's all, especially considering keys, what's going keys, on right keys. now. Keys. <laughs> There's keys, actually triggers. A, a, an, an article. Written. I haven't read it yet. I saw the article and I saved it in my thing um, to read it later. The guy was like, he printed off all of his um, information on Facebook and it was like over fourteen pages. Yeah, I saw that of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I haven't oh, read yeah, it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think think about think about. See, the, here we go. I, I, I was, was just throwing it out that. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more than fourteen. He said fourteen. Pages. No, no, no. I could believe that. Look, think the byline I'm, under the title said fourteen pages. I'm, I'm trying to tell you your news feed or your timeline. Like nobody's looking at the thing that you did from 2012, 2011, 2010. 
it's the only value that has is for data miners. If you really think about it, I mean, and the occasional, the occasional um, uh, person that's going Weirdo hard. Well, I was, going I was going to say hard body person that's hard body that is interested in you, and then they might stalker. You know, whatever. whatever. That's it. Everything else is is game for the robots. Like, yeah. and we're too. You know, no disrespect. No disrespect. We're too lazy. You know, me included. Like, like I said, I deleted my stuff. I was using this app that can go back and it's called, it was called like activity eraser or something mm -hmm. to unlike things. But that only clears up half the, half the issue because you unlike stuff, then that takes things away from the, what the data that's publicly available, but best believe now I'm not, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't work at Facebook or anything like that, but best believe, best believe when you like something, they keep a profile of that. It doesn't matter if you unlike it. Right. It's like they remember that. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's like trying to unrip a water. You can't do it. Like yeah. the water's displaced. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, to, to when you were talking about your news feed stuff, fourteen pages. Yeah, man, that's, that's just crazy. open data. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. So, but you, you can know, go back it, to your segue now. No, it, it, well, you know, segue <laughs> shot to death now. So we're just gonna go ahead. And <laughs> We're just gonna ripple our way. You can't unripple the water either. Mm, the water go. has already there been rippled go. there. Dang. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's interesting that we just had that talk because I think it's based in the context and model of consumerism. Hmm. You know, Facebook panders to consumers just like all the other social media platforms pander to consumers, and so they want to. Right now, you know, Facebook is in you know cleanup mode and trying to make sure that they can save face. Because, you know, it was, was that, were you saying that sort of, you know, you know, oh, yeah, in a that, pun that, sort of way, right. Facebook Double is trying to save there. face? Because, nah, you know, yeah, it's funny when you, when I thought about, and I saw the article about Zuckerberg's response. Zuckerbleezy. You know, uh -huh. first of all, two things. I mean, he's a billionaire. He could really, he, he really could care less. Yep. Couldn't care less. Right. It's, it's, it's funny. I when people get upset about stuff like that, like people got upset about Zuckerberg, what he said. People got upset. Remember Donald Sterling, oh, the former oh, yeah. owner of the Clippers, mm. when his private conversation got put out yeah, by what he with said. Yeah, shorty doo uh-huh. And his even- little young and, tenderoni. And even the, the stuff that 45 says. His property, like, his concubine. These guys are billionaires who probably don't interact with the common man. So when people hear their thoughts of the common man, and woman, they're just like, oh my god! That's what like, I'm saying. Do you think that like like yep. when when Donald Sterling says, "Yo, don't bring these black guys to my game," how many black guys That's edited you, for the podcast? Exactly. Uh -huh. yeah, well, yeah. That's, but mm -hmm. those are direct quotes. Schwarzes is what he's saying. But anyway, that's a but, Yiddish term. Yiddish. I, I knew Yiddish, Yiddish was going to gonna make its way so back. I knew black it. Servant. I yeah. knew it. But mm -hmm. he he's an eighty some year old billionaire. Yeah. When Donald Sterling was born. What, I think Chris Rock had a joke about it. He's like, when Donald Sterling was born, you could probably ride a Negro to the store. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> so messed it's, up. It, it, it's messed up, but it's kind of true. I don't appreciate yeah. that visual. Eighty yeah, years you know. ago was still too soon for that. Yeah, too soon. You don't too soon. But anyway, all of that stuff is is modeled in a particular context, which is consumerism. And because we are consumers, the the next person will will just pander to whatever we want, and Absolutely. we'll just go and buy. Absolutely right. Because think about it. We know Zuckerberg is the face of Facebook, right? Mm, the face the of logo. Facebook. Yeah. There we go again with the double entendre. But you know what I thought when I saw the article about his comments? I said, mm. and Elon Musk and a bunch of other big timers Elon, deleted Elon. their um deleted their Facebook pages. So they say. Uh -huh. So they say. I thought, 
Who's the owner of Facebook? I mean, of Twitter. His name, I don't know. His did, name it, is, did Twitter not go public? They no, did go public. Oh, then, I don't the, know. then the owners no, 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 are the are the shareholders. No, no. I mean, like no, who, who's no. who's the Zuckerberg the of question. Facebook? I can answer the question. His name is Jack Dorsey. Exactly. You. How many people know who Jack Dorsey is? Because I know I didn't what? at the time I read that article. And what happened was Elon Musk had tweeted on Twitter. Obviously, where else would he tweet? He said, "What is Facebook?" And it got retweeted like a gajillion times because he deleted. Um, the Tesla's Facebook page um, and SpaceX's Facebook page. And then he tweeted, what is a Facebook? And I was just thinking, I said, man, who is the Zuckerberg of Twitter? Because I don't have any idea. Because now people, you know, because of course, you know, Twitter is just going to pander to consumers. For anybody who's going to be like Elon Musk, oh, I'm deleting my Facebook page, blah, 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 blah. And they're just going to run to the next platform next man up is Twitter, right? So Twitter's going to just pander to consumers, but then that just got me thinking about the the context by which many of us exist, which is just consumerism. And everything is on to the next, move to the next, and where can I buy the next best? And well, yeah, we, well, yeah, we look for a hero, we look for a king. Is yeah, there absolutely. is there a Facebook and Instagram or Twitter without consumerism? No, of course not. All of that is generated want. It, it, it's generating a, a, a want and a need that doesn't exist. Even though the consumers pay zero dollars for the right to access those platforms. Even though it's still free, saying you it still want that exist. dopamine hit. And, and, and in, in that case, it's not free. It actually, yeah. well, it does cost we're, actually you, yeah. we're actually putting into it you know, some kind of value that other people are mining, but we aren't getting benefit from. We aren't from. getting, yeah, we aren't getting the, be- yeah, the, the, from, the, the, the benefit from. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, mo- mo- most people are not. Most so, people are not. So think about that. So when you can gain benefit from it, but you have to use it in that yeah. manner, and yeah. uh, uh, most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't. So and, and and the business model is designed not necessarily for you to gain benefit. The business model is designed to sell you things. To so or rather, let me say this. Let me let me let me uh, correct that. The business the business model is designed to uh, sell advertisement. That's what the business model is designed for. So if we Think about just most of of the things in which we interact with technology, clothing, whatever. It's a generated need. Like, did I really need a new pair of shoes? Right. Did I really need a new cell phone? Did I really need a new computer? Like, just think about all the stuff that that we get. Did I really have to go and get those things? No, it's it's generating. It's it's generating. It's it's generating a fake need. Right. It's generating a desire that is not necessarily important but it makes you feel like it's important and so when well, sometimes you thi- it is necessary because for example we already discussed my phone last week uh and the fact that it was deliberately designed to conk out after two years and so yes i guess in order for me to live as a human being i do not need that phone or any other phone however uh it's convenient in this society for me to have my my smartphone and but once see, it that's gets the, to the point so you don't no, need a smartphone so Okay, well, but that's what I was saying. Did I you do know that they still need... sell dumb phones? Well, it it, it depends on. Okay, uh, it depends on what um, what her what her source of revenue generation. Yeah, is. but what I'm talking about is the general populace. The, the majority so of you're the saying general we, populace we certainly don't, do not need smartphones. We don't necessarily need all the bells and whistles and a thousand apps because even don't you which got is like what 3, makes thousand apps on which, your phone? Which makes like, it yes, the phone actually physically weighs more than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> which is the distinction between the smartphone? I didn't know and they had like 17 gigabytes. What is a good? <laughs> I don't know, but but you're right. Okay, so the first thing uh, is right. I do not need 
that smartphone. However, um, even in the in the context where we the context where we live, I have a smartphone and it is designed to conk out after two years. Yeah. Um, so then that creates a yeah. vacuum in which I need to replace it. So I think that that's an example of this consumer culture self-perpetuating it, it, it is and let me want to let me zero in on that with a statement from a gentleman named paul mazer of lehman brothers who uh lehman brothers uh was of the in, bank bailout lehman yeah brothers. and they actually went <laughs> went bankrupt uh <laughs> surprisingly enough they participated in both uh the, the great depression and great recession really yeah wow. yeah 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 uh so paul Paul Mazur, a uh, banker, uh, just stop even her tracks. I'm sorry. Go a ahead. banker at the Lehman Brothers. He 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 had the statement. He actually uh, sought out Edward Bernays, the gentleman mentioned earlier, and uh, he said to there's a statement here. Uh, this is an article off of BusinessInsider.com. Banker Paul Mazur of Lehman Brothers saw the way forward. Uh, we must shift America from a needs to a desires culture. People must be trained to desire to want new things even before the old had been entirely consumed. We must shape a new mentality in America. Man's desires must out must overshadow his needs. And that's an investment that's an investment banker. Now what's I think what's that. what's very pertinent from that statement. And he focused on retail by the way. So it's not what he said. When when was that statement made? That was in the that was nineteen thirty. That's yeah. what's that's it what's around am, that time. Amazing about that statement is that it was made almost a century ago. Yeah. And that so a century later, you know, we talk about context and I think that the the really the big drawback for a lot of people is when they get this uh, information, knowledge, they don't understand the context. And we exist mm-hmm. In a particular context, mm-hmm. and when you have statements like that that were made almost a hundred years ago that are still pertinent today, yeah, like you would have thought, like if if I didn't tell you when and you just read that to somebody, they would have said, "When did you make that? Two thousand eight, two thousand ten, right?" Exactly. Right? Cambridge no. Analytica, exactly. Steve Bannon said yeah. that. Did, did Zuckerberg say that? Zuckerberg in, said that. Back didn't in he? Yale, no, mm-hmm. that was made almost a hundred years ago. Harvard. by you know, oh, was it Harvard? Sorry, yeah, it not Yale. Harvard. I knew it was an Ivy League. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I should not. Skull and Bones is Yale. Skull and Bones. That's. That's uh, George Bush and um, your man uh, John Kerry, who are both <laughs> skull and bones. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. So when you look up consumerism, right? Because it going back into what he just said about making a desires based society, the meaning of the word consumerism is actually a preoccupation of society with the acquisition of consumer goods. Oof. Not hold on, hold on, hold on. You just want like. You know, you that was high level. Yeah, that was that was that was like Mount Matumbo. You gotta go Muggsy Bogues on me, bro. So you gotta lower that joint down. We all need consumer goods, right? So this is not. See, people want to equate. Well, I I need to eat. I need no, no. This is not. That's not consumerism. When I go out to the grocery store and buy food, or I rip a pair of uh, a jacket or a pair of pants, and I go buy a new pair of pants, that's not consumerism. The key word in that definition is a preoccupation. When you are consistently preoccupied with the acquisition of more goods, that is consumerism. And, you know, honestly, for people like Edward Bernays and Zuckerberg and, and anybody in within, you know, from A to Z. Ah, you like that? B, Bernays, Z, Zuckerberg? Come on, man. Give me credit yeah, for it. Yeah, but B is not A. Well, from anyway, A, B to Z. Come on. So, and Edward Continue. starts with E. Anyway. Um, is, Depending on the language, I would imagine. I don't expect them. Right. One of the things that, that I've, I've learned not to do just as I've matured is I don't expect righteous behavior from unrighteous people. Right. So when I hear 
unrighteous things that take place from unrighteous people. It doesn't surprise me anymore. Like people still be like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so did that. You'd be like, why can't you believe that? Like, I don't believe that they wouldn't do anything but that. Okay. You know, but as a believer, I cannot live preoccupied with the acquisition of consumer goods. But what does that, what does that mean? That sounds all well and good, but what does that mean practically? Practically? Let me tell you what that means. So if you've been under a rock, shout out to my cave dwellers. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If so you've been under a rock, man can do it. Yeah, if you've been under a rock the last seven days. Shout out to Cheddar Man and ne- well, actually Cheddar Man would be a man, not necessarily Neanderthal. Anyway, Neanderthals. Oh, what about uh, Linda or Lisa? What's Lucy? What Lucy, Lucy, yeah. Uh, homo, I think Lucy. She would was be homo part erectus. Yeah, homo erectus. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That you would have been bombarded with, I only know because shout my, out to Esau, Esau. I I need to do this research. He was a Homo sapiens sapien. But have you heard about the like? Well, yeah, I've I've heard reference to you know uh, because of the hairy hands and all that. Design, yeah, this is interesting statements. But anyway, you can continue. <laughs> no, but that Samsung's come out with the new S nine, right? So Samsung I, and the Bible came out with the new. No, S9. man, come on, man, Samsung. Okay, got it. So Samsung is out with the new S nine. All right, here we go. Over and over again the S9, with the commercials. S Neasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the S Neasy. The junk that was uh, catching on fire, the S8. No, no, that was the note. The is note that the $600 one. Was the big one. one? Is that the six or $700? No, it's like a G, I think. Oh. But anyway, if you have the S8, it's perfectly fine. Perfectly, right? f- maybe. Perfectly fine. But for all intents and purposes. Right. Yeah. It's like it Apple coming out with fine. the i8 and then the iPhone X like a month later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Generating and uh, like keeping you preoccupied with consumer goods. Uh, that new new. Yeah, not the new, but the new new. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want the new. You want the K N E W. AJ, your current sentence is the longest run-on sentence I have ever heard. Can you start from the beginning no one more time? Because now I forgot what no the dashes. what the beginning of the sentence was when See, you started talking about Samsung. No though. semicolons. No Ooh, semicolons. No ellipses. <laughs> so that's what happens when you leave the room. So here we go. It is the, the, what I did was I read the definition of the word consumerism because mm-hmm. we are all about education here, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And consumerism mm-hmm. is the preoccupation Woo. of society with the acquisition of consumer goods. Mm-hmm. Not the acquisition of consumer goods, but the preoccupation. And so. That, so that is, that's America. But you that still. That is the United States. But what you all just said America. was that, that even that preoccupation is contrived. This is, this is by design. Well, yes. Yeah, People exactly. aren't just preoccupied. Yes. And so when it comes to that preoccupation, mm-hmm. if consumerism predates everybody in this room, mm-hmm. then how does someone climb up from out of the context Ooh. that they were born into? Ooh. I'm glad you asked that. So is there mm. a book that was written probably by a multiplicity of authors that would speak to this matter? I think there is. Mm. Mm, is it called yeah. the Biblion, the Holy yeah, Bible, not yeah. the Holy Quran? I was gonna say National Quran. Oh Choir. man, Whew. she throwing, she she throwing shot. Oh, she going know. on holy books. Yeah. She going on holy she, books. She going on holy books. I but was just quoting the rapper Flame. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, but you know, Avery got venom for the for that whole crew. No, today. that's not true. Okay. But look, if you want to make up the pretext. Oh no, know, I'm just saying. You know, okay, that's all right, cool, it's you all know. good. I'm gonna leave it in pre-pro. Yeah, then. So here we go. I got love for all my real Africans. Got love for all my real Africans. Okay. Uh, I just, I, that just quieted the room. The Marshawn Lynch <laughs> reference. I don't know. Oh, Marshawn. Okay, yeah. so go ahead, uh, AJ. So let's read a couple of scriptures. I, but you I, remember my question, though, right? What does one do? Th- this, yeah, how does one come out of that? And, and the, the, the first step, I think, personally, is to recognize the context that you're in. Yeah. 
That's the first thing. It's, it's, it's almost like repentance. Like, I'm not going to repent until I understand that I live in a particular context, which is sinful. I live in a fallen context. And when a new context is presented to me, that which is of the kingdom of God, I have to then say, oh, wait a minute. I need to be translated. The Bible says we are translated from one kingdom to the next. I have to first recognize I'm in a particular context. And so if I'm a believer and my you know, preoccupation is only with or primarily with the acquisition of consumer goods, I need to first understand that I exist within that context. That there was a, like Avery read the statement from 100 years ago, there were people who decided to change the context of society nearly a century ago mm-hmm. and that now here I am born in- On Wall in the, Street, by the way. Yeah, on Wall Street. So here I am born in the 1970s or 1980s or, or 90s if you're, if you're listening to us. Or 2000s, I hope the young is listening to us too. And you ascribe the words of Malik, of El Haj Malik El Shabazz by saying, I have been, been bamboozled, been bamboozled yeah. and led astray and run amok. I was born into this context and it was delivered. It was designed for me to chase after consumer exactly. goods. So that's the first thing is recognition. That, that's the first thing, recognition. And then so. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you, you don't agree? No, I mean, I'll. I was just going to reiterate what you're saying, but I don't have to because you just said it. But what is step number two? Because, you know, Come then on. you reach to reach the point of um, understanding, you know, your, your context and that you have been bamboozled. What does one do next? I think one has to seek the desire to ascribe to a higher context. So now I say, yeah. okay, I live within a current context, right? I'm in a consumer society and I recognize about myself all I want is more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. Okay, that's the context that I'm in. Man, I need to ascribe to a higher context. I need to find a higher context to ascribe to. One that does not, you know, puff itself up with the acquisition of consumer goods. That's the yeah. that's the first thing. So might I jump in? Um But know, of course, we, dear sir. I have uh, great Poupon as well. Grape <laughs> yeah, thank you. The mutard. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh we we know the scriptures talk about uh us being driven by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Um, you can also, you can hit me with the address because I can't think of the address right now. But um, how very interesting that that was written um, millennia ago. Okay. Right? So it predates the concoction that you are, were talking about. It predates the foundation of the country in which that we're living mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. predates this country. In fact, it predates many, many countries, many, many cultures. Um, and comes from part a particular collection First of John cultures. Two. Yeah, First John yeah. two. First John two. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just it's just so wild that for all the accusations and all the barbs, um, and this is you know shout out to people who don't necessarily believe in the Bible. Um, that's cool. You you know you <laughs> no no I'm saying like you know you say you you, you oh it was written by blah 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 white well, they say, but they you. say you know, it's a piece of folklore. It's a piece of you folklore. Know, what you are you doing? You, you say all the stuff. Be that as it may. Yeah. Be that as it may, how applicable is the statement to your life right now? Right. Because the homie's calling it. I mean, he hit it. Whoever wrote that hit a shot further than Steph Curry. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Throughout time, throughout time, hit you boom Nothing right here in 2018. Net, my brother. Nothing but Nothing net. Nothing but net. The, to how we're driven by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Um, but for for the non for the for the for the for the you know people who don't believe in the Bible. Paul Mazur said, basically said, we got to move these people from a needs-based culture to a wants-based culture. You need to start, take a look at take a look at um the things in which Sigmund Freud wrote about the the id or the subconscious self 
and um, humans, humans being dangerous and driven by sex or fear. And so they need to be contained. Why don't you read that? You don't, ha- you don't necessarily have to read the Bible per se if you don't believe it. But read something. Read this and you will see, well, maybe this thing isn't as crazy as uh, it's, made out, it's made out to be. Take a look at Willem Reich, who decontextualized the orgasm. He was an understudy of, uh, of Sigmund Freud. Willem Reich decontextualized the orgasm and said, uh, humans aren't going to kill themselves. They need to be freed. That's what, that's what his whole thing was. And he was like, if you orgasm, uh, uh, the more orgasms you have, the freer you, you can be. And hey, so th- he, those are ancient books, man. It's not applicable no, to life will, in no, the 21st century. Willem Reich, he ancient. said this in the 19, 1950s. <laughs> he said this in the 1950s. And he was one of the, he was one of the, uh, the, the, the fathers of, uh, of, um, of the sexual revolution, from which you have um, not only the use of... Uh, also working with Edward Bernays, not only the use of sex to 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 sell products to connect to your libido, right? To 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 drive you from a needs based culture to a wants based culture, but also from that you have Playboy, you have Hugh Hefner, you have the proliferation of pornography. And you the have, ironic thing that you're talking about mm-hmm. is that during that sexual revolution, the people who were um, who were acting out and living their lives and coming of age during that time yes. thought that they were being freed. Yes. But they were actually being put under bondage. Absolutely. And that that that's what you have what's called the countercultural movement. All these things, by the way, for you um for you people who don't believe in the Bible, you can uh you can read you I mean read, you can watch this documentary called The Century of the Self mm-hmm. that talks all about this. Is that on Netflix? Where can I find it? It's that? on YouTube actually. Okay. Yeah, it's free ninety nine. So, so let's so let's keep going. So we go from consumerism to mm-hmm. materialism. Yeah. So See, it's all tied together. Ma- materialistic means excessively concerned with material possessions. Hmm. And materialism. I, but is, hold on, I gotta get them new joys though. The, the retros, the the um the Bugs Bunny joints. Speaking, get the Gordons, speaking man, of get retros, the Gordons, speaking but of I got, retros, you know, if your, people had held on to the retros back from nineteen eighty nine or whatever yeah. the year was, then they would have their retros. Yeah, they wouldn't be retros, they'd be the actual old Et, joints. They'd be etros. <laughs> they'd be etros, the actual <laughs> retro. Yeah. So and materialism. I mean, I you, bro, but I gotta wear these foams, you know, because like I'm gonna be in church service on Sunday. And I got to have a new eggplant or the bronze foams. I got to have them weather foam, weatherman foams, though. Hey, I bro. hear what you're saying. You got to get them, air, go- you saying, get them air Gordons, know, man. Only, you know, God can judge me. <laughs> That's but a whole you, nother you, podcast. You were saying about materialism? Materialism is mm-hmm. a tendency I'm, to... I'm just trying to bring it home, you know? I hear I'm, I'm trying to bring it home. That's all. Hey, man, materialism is a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. The doctrine, I know y'all, I don't know if y'all knew materialism is a doctrine, mm. but that was only for Christianese, right? The doctrine that nothing exists except matter and its movements and modifications. So, again, it both of these things have their source in so the ma- physical realm. Materialism is an actual philosophy. It's a philosophy. Look at that. Would you look at that? So here we are as believers being driven by a philosophy that has its source in the earth. So some people would probably question whether believers actually ascribe to that. And one thing that I wanted to mention is that in some of the people, in some of the circles and in some of the conversations that I've been privy to, a lot of times blessings from God tend Mm. to be aligned with a material, exactly with a material. A lot of times when you hear someone testifying, if there's a testimony service or if there's a Bible study in which uh, it it can begin with a testimony service, when people raise their hand and talk about what God has done, I think even in what we would call 
biblically sound environments. Mm. I'm not even talking about the crazy person running around, you know, a church building 10 times mm -hmm. or believing mm -hmm. that in the Jubilee when it was only the third year and all this craziness. I'm talking about people <laughs> who are actually, you know, in what's considered biblically sound, right? But my point is, is that, <laughs> um, but even old. in those uh -huh. places, a lot of times when people raise their hand and say, I have a testimony, or mm. I want to testify to something, it usually aligns God's Peace blessings with something related to a car or something related to a house or something related to a job. I think Asset maybe 90%. Huh? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that God can't bless people. I'm not talking him. about that. Got it. But it's just interesting that very seldom do I hear... Uh, it God's blessings being aligned to something other than those three categories. The reason I think that we primarily jump to that, I mean, it, it goes back, it's because of this context that we exist in. I think that's primarily the reason we go to that because mm -hmm. if you look up the many definitions of the word blessing, I'm talking about biblically, one of the definitions of blessing is actually having something spoken over you or pronounced that's over right. you. Okay. That's right. It's not always, um, like when you read the Old Testament, when when uh, Esau and Jacob were looking for Isaac's blessing, they weren't looking for things. They were looking for their father to speak over them a blessing. So mm -hmm. that's one of the definitions. So God can bless you, merely speak something over you. Job was blessed. When God tells the enemy in Job chapter one, there's no one on earth like Job. That's a blessing. We don't see it as that because we live in the context of materialism and consumerism. So we would never stuff, equate Job chapter one with blessing. But when the enemy says, yo, I'm going to and fro in the earth. And God says, yo, you consider my man Job because there's no one on earth like him. That is literally God blessing Job in the spiritual realm, right? In Job chapter one. So we have to, again, understand and recognize that we dwell within a particular context and when we try to change the original meanings of spiritual and biblical things it's like the bible talks about putting new wine in old wine skin so we're trying to force these square pegs into round holes and they don't fit what you know what happens if i never get material possessions was i ever blessed hebrews 12 talks about a litany of people who never received anything that was promised yet the earth was not good enough for them mm. right so we have to change the the way in which we understand and perceive the paradigm by which we interpret all these different things and again i'm i really want to hammer this point home is that we cannot ignore the fact that if you are a believer in western christendom you exist in a context of consumerism and materialism that has drastically altered the way in which you interpret scripture the way in which you view and probably even interpret the lord himself because you had people of earthly realms who decided like avery read earlier almost 100 years ago we are going to try to alter the course of society deliberately this deliberately. was a deliberation and, here and just to bring it home uh paul mazer the lehman brothers he's he, he his focus his emphasis was retail so he was uh, he was between him and Edward Bernays? They worked together to create the department store. Oh, so in that like that's <laughs> banks finance the department store. So that's where you get um, you get uh, Sears um, and yeah. Places well, like well, that. see, I think Sears existed before that in the 1800s. But yes, like the fact that it's a store, or Macy's or. 
in the oh, catalog my. is what really i'm glad you brought that up just in my studies just as an undergrad Neiman Marcus. i remember hearing about when you know the industrial revolution comes and then after a while you have these catalogs mm-hmm. and then soon people are looking at the out at their mailboxes waiting yes. for these catalogs for to come in yeah. so they could see all these consumer goods yeah. and then their lifestyles revolved around the ability to acquire the, the things yeah. in these catalogs yes there yes. was a shift right there well yes and and w- along with the department store you had you had the um, runway model and so you had these runway models and, and some of them were actresses from uh, from Hollywood so when you see a, a commercial right now for a Nike shoe and it, it has NZs and Zari in it or whatever you know you 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 pick your flavor of the month celebrity well, and it probably won't be him because he got taken down by that me oh no he crew. chilling he chilling he chilling he he chilling he he didn't you know you know it, well, pick another one pick another one you know you know any any one of these any one of these um you know pick your celebrity from whatever year and you place them right. you connect them to a product this is not you know you say oh that was funny uh uh uh. Like this stuff goes back to the 1930s when um, Edward Bernays would take uh, a, a nascent Hollywood or established Hollywood actress, and I say nascent slash established because Hollywood was nascent at this time. But he took he would take one of these actress, actresses, he put them in a department store, you know, they would and, and then um, they would associate the person with a particular clothing item, like for example a hat. So it would be an actress with a hat. And then this is so and so's hats, and now you can you can buy these hats, and and why? Well, you know, you don't you all want to express your own individuality? I mean, I, I know you all are individual, but when you all walk down the street, you all look the same. And this stuff, these these, I mean, this these were teachings and philosophical shifts that were on purpose. And we wake up today, and we, you know, our our children really and us, we really don't stand a chance. I mean, so a whole economy was built. A whole a whole economy was built off of the way that these these things were intertwined. You know, the whole commercial industrial well, it complex. Got, it, yes, it goes, that was. It, it has tentacles and entertainment, and in what people see on their televisions, and the fact that televisions are mass produced, mm-hmm. and then of course there's it a. It wasn't. It wasn't the, uh, mm-hmm. a domino effect what, that it, goes throughout society. It wasn't always like that, but yes, when the countercultural movement came and people wanted to express themselves individually, that actually worked against the model of manufacture, because manufacture thrives when you know what somebody wants. And and manufacture also thrives when there aren't that many choices. So when the countercultural movement came about and people wanted to express themselves, people weren't purchasing life insurance, they weren't planning for the future, people wanted, you know, different color cars, different color sunglasses. This is during the hippie era, the LSD era, the free love era, all these things like you had these corporations that were just pretty much trying to figure out what we could sell these people and create an illusion of choice. And so you had a shift in our economy that started to, uh, along along with the U.S. dollar being moved from the gold standard to a floating standard. All this happening in the back 70s. to a gold standard. Yeah. Well, no, no. This happened back then in the 30s, too. It, yeah. Um, yeah, I was talking about the, the oh, gold yes, standard. Yeah. The gold oh, standard. Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah. Well, that, that was when it, that's when the final nail on the coffin yeah, was happened. But exactly. it was, it okay. was, it was initially moved by uh, FDR at the beginning of his presidency, put, and, and then you had... You had the um, the New Deal that came. Then it was put back by FDR with the Bretton Woods Conference. Then it was moved again uh, throughout the from the late forties all the way up until just about the seventies when it was taken off officially yeah. in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, yeah it by, back by and forth. Richard Nixon. By Nixon. So yeah, but all those things. See, everything connects. Everything connects. Well, think about it. In Matthew four, right after Jesus is is uh, tempted, right, the enemy takes him up. Or well, why he's there, being there tempted? There you go with that Bible again. 
Come and he on. says, but he, relevant? he, he, he uses a, a particular word. And, and I think it's, it's related to what Eve just said about the tentacles. Mm. He's, he shows Jesus the kingdoms, plural. He says, you know, you can have all this if you just bow down and worship and you can have Woo! all this. So I, you know, I, I think that, that people, you know, need to be, you know, be aware that at the, at the root of all of this is, is something very evil. Right. Come on, um, and you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't speak to everyone because everybody's going to think that this sounds foolish. But I, but I, you know, and you're a crazy why, man in the corner right, scratching. Exactly. You about to extend the podcast another two hours? Well, this is why that, you know. This is why the the Lord was saying Revelation, yo, he who has an ear, let him hear. Mm. He didn't even bother with the people who didn't have an ear yeah, to hear. Man, well, whatever, like whatever. Yeah, he was just like whatever. Uh, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear, or her. All right, because we all about Homo sapiens. Um, <laughs> And, you know, one of the reasons why this is very important to point out, particularly for those who believe, who are believers, right, who believe in God, who desire to live a life that's pleasing to him is because, you know, materialism and consumerism, they occupy this gray area. They, they occupy this gray area between what's illegal and what's immoral, right? So we can do all these different activities, all this shady stuff, right? And then we can always fall back on, well, hey. Hey, hey, I ain't break the law. It's lawful. Right. This, this is lawful behavior. What mm. What are you doing? I was just watching a documentary. It's a really good documentary on, right. Right. on um, Netflix. Ain't about, breaking any laws. People about do Valiant. say that. Have mm. you heard about the stuff that Valiant was doing in the early 2000s Who? with Valiant? It's a pharmaceutical company. Okay. Check out Dirty Money on Netflix. It's oh, really I need good to watch that. The homie was telling me about that. That joint is good. So they okay. were just That's talking about- That's a series, right? A little yeah. mini series joint? Yep. Yeah, I need to watch that. It, they, they were talking about all these different shady practices that Valiant was doing in Come the on. early 2000s with pharmaceutical prices. And the dude, Mike Pearson, who's the CEO, he was always able to fall back on, yo, yo, this is legal, homie. This is legal. <laughs> like, what you And even the congresswoman, when they interviewed her off the- um, they, they had the little hearing, and when they interviewed her after the hearing, she's like, yeah, they didn't do nothing illegal. For as mad as I was, even she realized they weren't doing nothing illegal. And so consumerism and materialism occupy this gray area. It's a gray area, and for so going back to that, that question you asked, how can I, you know, what's the steps to get out of here? Woo. Once I recognize, okay, yo, I'm in a context that is unrighteous. That means I must ascribe to something higher. I have to ascribe to a higher context. And I can't just always fall back on. Like it's the same people always say, hey man, it's just business. It's a lot of unrighteous things you can do in the name of, hey, it's just business. Yes, you can. A, a lot. Oh, many yeah. Of us, I mean, there's a, many of us have probably suffered from it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a book written by a gentleman by uh, the name of Niccolo Machiavelli. Mm -hmm. Called. West Side. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, actually, West, I saw you pause. You West, West, Western Europe. West Side. Yeah, Italy. West Side. The West Side. Italio. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. Mussolini. Uh. <laughs> Which Machiavellian book are you referring? to? I know, to? Like, the, the not the Machiavelli from the today. Nah, not no, and not Prince the singer. No, like he. This guy it was an author. Dear listeners, please this forgive is, my co-host. This is what please forgive them. The uh, Tupac Amaru Shakur yeah. was not the first Machiavelli. No, no, no. He wrote he he when he was in prison, he read this book yeah. called Machiavelli. Yeah. Uh, it was a collection of writings or, or letters actually uh, <laughs> that are, that are uh, Italian uh, or Florentine, whatever he was. Uh, I'll just say Italian. Um, I think he was from Florence. Florence, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much. 
almost the same group of people, same general area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, wrote a, he wrote a collection of letters called The Prince, and um, it was uh, it was instruction uh, on how to on how new princes can attain power, and then on how uh, once a prince is installed, how they can stay in power. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, uh, um, backstabbing, a lot of gray uh, gray hat, black hat lying, all of that stuff. He just pretty much writes down the blueprint of what you should do. Hey, tell everybody you're gonna do something and then you you gain their trust and then and then they you know you get elected or uh you get their buy in and then just move on to something else and you know like people won't people people will forget. And we're like, talking about the fourteen hundred. So again everything yeah, we're talking about 15, now has yeah, 15, or yeah. but the same general predates whatever. Yeah. everything that we no predates even yeah. this country. So you yeah it's it, it is I was just I, I you know I know I went on a tributary but <laughs> it was I was just saying yeah it's a whole book written. Oh yeah 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 no, even definitely. in the, even in even in the world. For for people who think and I'm glad you bring that up because for people who would take the mindset of ancient writings, right? Ancient Yes. Mindsets they don't have any effect on the 21st century. Yep, we're yep. too modern for that. We are too technologically it's advanced, patri- it's too, too yeah. patriarchal for it's, for it's, yeah for it's us it's to misogynistic. be yeah. And you don't realize much of what you believe, much of what you do, much of what you walk in was already laid out centuries ago by mm. godless men. Mm. Who decided to deliberately change the course of society? And I think that's the big issue right now. I think a lot of people are just kind of, you know, they popped out of the womb, they had a childhood, Come they're on. now now adults, and they're kind of living the life that was set in front of them. There's a road that they're traveling, and bricks are being laid in front of them, and they're simply walking along that path. And it, it might even be too frustrating or um, too depressing for some people to realize that just like a fish in the Mediterranean Sea, they live within a kind context and they can't really escape that context at least in this life if that fish decided to jump up and go on shore we know what would happen after a little bit of time yeah, right grow legs and right. start walking <laughs> or whatever grow legs so and anyway and you know <laughs> but like and, and not only that but as mm. people have already said you know you can't convince that fish that he's not that he's wet or you know yes. he has no you know this this uh animal has no understanding he can't look from in, from the outside in mm-hmm. because this is his whole world mm-hmm. so everything that we've been talking about is our whole world these systems these principalities the way yes that the uh rat race is set up you know to keep you working so that you can pay for where you live so that you can keep working to pay for a place that you don't spend much time in so that you can work and pay for it like this whole system has been contrived and so yeah, it's not about slavery. Yeah, debt slavery, you know, we live in this environment, everything that we need or want to do costs, even good air, even water, you know, so this Good is hair or good air? Good air. Well, I'm even, playing. well, that's another discussion. <laughs> you go with your Chris but anyway, Rock references. Uh-huh. But, you know, so, but this is the, so again, I think what happens is that a lot of people either are just unaware because they're just sort of living their lives and they're saying, look, it's not that deep. Let me just enjoy myself. Or other people would say, I don't really want to examine the truth of this environment because this is depressing. Um, but I think it's good to at least know that we have, there's a larger, more cosmic reason for all of the structures and societies and the way everything is is laid out 
we just happen to be born into it. And so the question that I had for you earlier, AJ, is what do we do in this situation? We can't, we're not going to jump out of the water, right. you know, and, and move on to the next life. We have to live out our time here. Definitely. And, but we do live in a situation in which the enemy of God has set up structures to keep us sure. working in his favor and toward his aims. Uh, so what do we do as believers who have, you know, who read a book that has been preserved through the annals of time to help us? I'm glad you you, you brought it back there because many people sitting out there may say, yo, I'm a believer. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't none of this apply to me. This don't apply to me because mm-hmm. I ain't a heathen. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you are distinctly incorrect because it does apply to you. Um, and much of your life is probably still consumed by consumerism and yep. controlled by consumerism. But you, know, you, but you judging though. Hey, but you judging though? The Bible says I can judge, man. Oh, judge righteously. If you read read Corinthians, the Bible instructs me to judge. But that's another discussion for another day. Okay, okay, Um, okay. That if I, as a believer, right, we have to examine, you know, examine the context. So I, I, I have to literally sit back and examine the the context by which I'm living. Mm. When 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 Moses comes out of Egypt prior to the Israelites, when okay. he came out by himself, shout okay. out to Moshe, uh-huh. right? Moshe, yeah, Moses, Moshe, <laughs> right? Is he examined the context he was in when he realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm not. You mean I'm not? And and I am. And, oh my! He started to evaluate where he was, and he now he ended up killing a man before on his way out. But still, he we exa- will make mistakes, we'll right? We'll make mistakes. mistakes. Sometimes lives might be lost, mm-hmm. right? But Moshe caught a body, got it, <laughs> right? He had to get his street cred up, you know. When he came back, you know, he started talking to, "Hey, I got bodies under this robe, <laughs> player." You know what I'm saying? Don't be messing with me. This staff is not for show only. <laughs> but. He don't make understood. Me use it. <laughs> don't make me use it, right? He, but he decides to come out of his context and ascribe to something higher. So, for the believers, you know, ask yourself these questions. I, you know, and these are questions I had to ask myself. You know, I'm, I wouldn't claim to be someone who's completely out, right? But I know that I recognize the context I was in, and I'm making strides to come out. Is questions like the the first one that I, I we that I mentioned, which was that gray area between illegal and immoral, is just being legal okay for you? Because there are godless laws, right? There was there was once a time that that people who looked like us couldn't sit in the front of a bus or a plane or whatever. That's a godless law, right? So should I be comfortable with just being, you know, a law quote unquote abiding citizen? Secondly, you know that. I need to come to grips with some of the things in which I do and ask myself, why do I do them? Right. And so for for the average believer who goes to church and loves so don't God just walk and, the don't just walk the yellow brick road that was oh, laid no, out before no, no. you. Ask why. Ask questions. Use the critical thinking that your parents or your school system gave you. Don't just traipse along as if, you know, as if there's nothing wrong. Well, see, but the, the problem is that materialism and consumerism, it encourages people to look the other way. Yeah. And that's like, the problem. Yeah, the, it, yeah. You are encouraged. How it functions. Yeah. The way that it works is it encourages you to walk along the yellow brick road. And when you see bodies and chaos, you look the other way. You just keep it moving. That's why people can see uh, Stefan Clark get shot in Sacramento, right? And look the other way. Well, and just say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, because I mean, there's a system constructed to encourage you. And I, now I'm not talking about everybody. I'm well, talking about believers who would still, after all this time, 
in 2018 who would still come out and say, yo, but I support law enforcement. Well, you, you don't even have to... You don't even have to talk about uh, that. I mean, I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but there are also other examples um, where uh, we're, we're all pretty much indicted, and that is uh, like um, uh, globalization and, um, and and the textile industry and how child labor and all that child labor, regular regular labor, and how parts are made through. Um, through the, uh, the the transnational corporations. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back and listen to our previous podcast, we mm-hmm. got into that about it, Nike. Come on now, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like these are things that you can you don't have to go far to realize. Like, um, wow, like my shirt that I'm wearing right now, cost three point five cents. That I'm wearing right now on this podcast was made through exploitive labor practices that destroyed entire fa- families that, sub- that communities yeah yeah that, yeah well, communities start with families right oh, like okay, yeah okay. yeah yeah that did, you destroy the family you destroy the community so um they that 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 is something that is something that we're all we all participate in um and that's what props up our our, our, our pseudo middle class here, and again we're States. we're all encouraged so, to look the other way and that is yeah. legal that's legal it's legal. You brought up uh, Egypt and uh, what Mizraim, yeah, Mizraim, whatever the the, pop, the 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 parallel that comes to my mind because Come we're on. talking about solutions at this point is really interesting because Moses and the children of Israel escaped Egypt and of course we know that Egypt also means what the world, it, yeah. the world, the house of bondage, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a parallel I think between the way that we as believers in this scripture um, live now. Babylon and even though we're in Babylon, Babylon more confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the, the thing is is that they actually physically left there was a Passover the uh-huh. death angel passed over them they were able to escape out of bondage we're in your wheelhouse now okay, Old so, Testament so, here we go and so what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. it, well I, maybe I should ask is there a par- parallel between leaving that bondage and, and living in, in newness of life still on this earth because they haven't escaped right, Earth, right. they still live. But they, but there's a different mindset that they have. Is there a parallel between that and us and anybody else who will come out of this system and the lies of the system and decide that they we still want to live, but we we live with a different par, uh, paradigm? Might that be a solution? Well, um, I know you asked for AJ, but uh, just... you you too, Avery. Okay, cool. Avery Jackson. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the things in which that one can do physically. First of all, yes, yeah, the world the world is 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 DOA is dead on arrival for sure. Uh, but as believers, we also the salt of the earth. We're here to preserve it. We also provide value. Okay, is uh, salt was a currency and is a currency depending on where you are. Um, and uh, there are actual things that we can do. Well, one uh, um, temperance, the fruit of the spirit, talks about self control. Self control is very important. Self-control is very important. Which I speaks mean, to the consumerism we were talking about. I mean, yeah, it's, it's self-control speaks to uh, an internal checking of being able to um, make sure one is conforming oneself into the image of our Lord. Mm, okay. That's what self-control is. So self-control speaks on um, uh, the first person we need That's to, Galatians 5, by the way, yeah, if anybody yeah. wants to. Or is it, is it, no, no, no. It's Galatians, it's Galatians 529, yeah. I think 528, 527, around there. It's, a, it's like the last scripture in um, Galatians 5. But anyway, um, the first, that's a collection um, of scriptures at the right. end. 
but the first person we need to be evangelizing is ourselves. That's it. Well, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, I need for you to repeat that again. The first, the first person, you know, everybody's all worried about. Oh well, you know, I'm in this good, good quote unquote Christian organization. We go out, we feed the poor, we evangelize. You're not gonna name no names. I ain't gonna name that. no okay, names, okay, okay. but you know, at the same, you know, our own internal went on depression medication. We're unhealthy. Um, our uh, our our mindset has run amok. The first person that one needs to evangelize is themselves continuously, mm-hmm. continuously. And so self-control leads into uh, temperance and moderation, yep. refraining, all right? Everybody's always like, well, what's the solution? What's the solution? Or I need to hear something positive. Like just, when you say those things and like you, you, you just, it is true that sometimes you just need to take a break. Yeah. But there are other times where people just don't want to deal with the, the actual world in which that they live in. Yeah. Um, because of how depressing it is. And their part that they played in that. And the yeah. part that they played yeah. uh, in it. And so temperance and moderation is very important. I mean, these mm-hmm. things going out, I'm going to speak. I know we have an audience of both men, men, men and women. And honestly, this touches on both men and women. But I just want to speak on, you know, like the, the like um, uh, pornography. Pornography mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a thing in which that f- is... Everybody, it's extremely popular, but everybody denies it. Oh yeah, right. Everybody not, didn't denies you say like one third of the internet? Yeah, one third of the in- internet uh, hosts uh, uh, porn, uh, porn, porn uh, uh, media, and webs and websites. Wow. And so, um, porn undergirds chicks and dudes. But go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, and children, absolutely, and animals. Um, and machines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, no, but no, no, no. I, I, you were making a larger point. People within earshot that listen to this podcast that know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And so, um, the thing is about the thing is what what we tend to do when it comes when it comes to uh, and I, I mean I I know because of the statistics. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Go right? ahead. No, but yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. and um, you got our guests in here laughing. Shout yeah. out to our guests, Chocolate Authors uh, in the building, okay, y'all. Yeah, we got yeah. we got live guests, it's a live audience. Now it's an actual live podcast. Right. right? That's the so, that's the laughter you hear in the background. Yeah, it's not a laugh track. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the our our. Our economics. Remember, I brought up William, Willem Reich and uh, the decontextualized decontextualization of the orgasm. That means the orgasm taken away from the responsibility the- that the orgasm incurs, such as uh, children, uh, family planning, and family bonding. Uh, and so, with that, you have all you you have the rise. Uh, you have the rise of this industry, this por- pornography industry. Uh, and so, you know, pornography is a very hooky, hookwormy kind of thing that really gets into one's psyche because of what. In it other does. words, when it goes in, when something hookworms you, you know, it goes into you, but then it makes it extremely difficult to for you to remove. Yeah, it. you yeah. have to go all the way through in Be- order to because of the dopamine, you know, because 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 of the dopamine that it provide that that it provides. That's you wickedness. Know? I, that is yeah, wicked. You know, and I mean, I participated just like many people have, but I'm also speaking as one who uh, is able to. Move past that. Yeah. Right. And but but you have people who deal with it for their entire life. And, and what I'm saying is, is that when it comes to temperance, when it comes to moderation, when it comes to self control, um, all of that is jurisdiction. It's not just. It's not just. Well, you know, I'm I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna save. I'm not gonna spend. I'm not gonna buy this. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna smoke five cigarettes instead of six. Like 
you know, those are all well and good. Those are good things. But I'm speaking specifically to the brothers and the people serious. You know, you got to you, you, you got to move forward. You yeah. know, you have to move forward. It's, it's just time out for this Groundhog Day of us constantly making excuses and constantly just buying things and, and trying to feed our fleshly nature. Uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a whole nother life that the Lord has outlined there and, we go. And, and explained that that is available to us if we make ourselves available so consistently continuously so that to goes them. to not just picking at the fruit when you pick at the fruit of a matter yes if you wait long enough the fruit will grow back you have to go absolutely to, i think what you're speaking to is going to the root of matter there we go. Absolutely. and the root of dealing with your consumer nature, yes. your materialistic nature. Feeding my is, flesh. Right, feeding my, whether it's feeding sexual, my flesh. Whether it's the acquisition of things, internal, external, absolutely. So is the reality is that we can, as believers yes. in this scripture, we can live abundantly in a society that was designed for oh, yeah. our downfall and designed actually for other aims. We can still live abundantly. There's an ancient book that has been passed down and still exists within this context that if we follow the, the, the fruit of the spirit, as was mentioned, if we follow its principles, then we can live within this environment in a way that is an, what we would call abundant life. And abundant life doesn't just mean well, the, to, the to three and four point. bedroom house. Well, to your previous point, when you asked, about the Israelites leaving Egypt, right? If you recall, even after they left Egypt, they were still complaining about leaving Egypt yeah. because they didn't allow that's Egypt That's what they to, were used to. Yeah, Egypt mm. didn't leave them yet. Yeah. You know, mm. and so I think that's going to the, the They were group. in a wilderness. They were in a wilderness and they said it was better when we were, we were making still, exactly. bricks out of air because straw was not provided rather than to be in this wilderness. Right. So I want to I read a scripture in First Timothy where... Paul writes this to Timothy, he says, godliness combined with contentment brings great profit. We brought nothing into this world and so we cannot take a single thing out. But if we have food and shelter, we will be satisfied with that. Those who long to be rich, however, stumble into temptation and a trap and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Mm. For the love of money is the root of all evils. Some people... <clears throat> in reaching for it have strayed from the faith and have stabbed themselves with many pains and i just want to put that out there in the airway so for everybody who's listening to say hey money is not the root of evil it's the love of money mm -hmm. right it's actually mammon when you look up the history of that scripture in its original context paul is talking about mammon there's very few things that you see in the bible god directly compare himself to right in exodus they actually say among the gods who is like you in other words, God is saying, yo, there's nobody that they're talking about that's even like me, Horus or the, any of the other ones. But then in the New Testament, you'll see God come and compare himself directly with mammon. He'll say, you cannot serve God or mammon. One, You have to serve one or the other. Now, why would he be willing to compare himself to mammon, but not to Horus, right, or Ra? Because mammon has the same draw, that same strong draw on a person that God himself would have. And so I have to understand the context that I dwell in. Right? Why do most of our churches function the way that they function? It's because of consumerism. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a church and they're not preaching good, what do I say? I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm going to get fed. Well, what does that mean? That means I'm going to operate like a consumer. If I don't like what's at Target, I'm going to go to Walmart. And, and then on the flip side, when it comes to the clergy, uh, in the words of Mr. Idris Alba in the movie The Gospel, how are we going to preach prosperity if we don't look prosperous? While he's looking <laughs> at the fact that that church institution operates in a deficit. Uh -huh, exactly. So 
yeah, listen, we haven't pissed some people off in a few weeks, so I figured we just get to that today, right? You have to, we have to examine the context by which we live and yep. stop trying to. We said this last the uh, last week or two weeks ago that I'm me in and of myself. I'm not holy enough, quote unquote, to think that I'm going to change a godless system. Yeah. What I need to do is what the Bible instructs me to do, which is to come out from among them. Right. What did yes. the angels tell Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah? Up ye out. I like that King James one. That, that's a King James drink right there. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> angels don't come and say, yo, we're going to come in here and we're going to change mm-hmm. Sodom because mm-hmm. God want to blow it up. Mm-hmm. They say, man, get up out of this joint. Get up Facts. out of here. Facts. Facts. So this is what we have to. Uh, about to nuke this joint. Yeah, we, exactly. It's about to catch all the North Korea. <laughs> right. You got to get up out of here. So we have to understand, man, I dwell in a materialistic and a consumerist context, even in my faith. I have to come out of that mindset. Not it's not a physical place. I have to come out of that mindset. Yeah. Why is it that I can feel okay buying a thousand pairs of Jordans or them phone pauses, right? Mm. But I can't give nobody any money if I see somebody in need. So I'm not even talking about the homeless. I'm talking about like your friends. Yeah, or, or, or your, your your mom. Or, or your, your, yeah, or your family. Right, exactly. or, right yeah. <laughs> it's but you talk about the homeless and talk about your friends. It's, right. the, it's the paradigm. It's the mindset it's the that mindset. we're coming up out of. The exactly. fish is still in water, but uh. he has changed his uh. mind He's within that context. No, exactly right. And that's why Jesus would call these cats out. He's like, listen, man. That's what repentance is, isn't it? A change of mind? Yeah. It's a change in mind followed by, because once you change your mind, I mean really change your mind, then your actions will follow suit. This yeah. is what James, when he's talking, he says, yeah. faith that our works is dead. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, it's not about works. He's like, listen, if you truly have changed your mind, the things in which you do will follow suit. It's impossible to not believe mm. and not have the things that you do follow, you know, fall in line with that which you believe. So right. for believers who, who um, operate in cognitive dissonance, because that's what it really is. If I'm in my circles of believers and I'm saying all this God stuff and I'm saying all this Jesus stuff, but yet still my everyday existence, I am living contrary to that. Absolutely. Yeah. That And this is not the big stuff because we're really good at you know identifying the yep, big stuff. The big stuff. I've stopped fornicating, mm-hmm. right? I've I've stopped stealing. I've stopped killing. The big things. Mm-hmm. But there are little things because there, there's a scripture, I forget the address, where it says, to those who know to do right and do not do it, that to them is sin. That means the more mature you get as a believer, more and more things become sin to you. And so the day has to come for many of us where we realize if I continue to walk in this consumerist and materialistic context and I just continue to walk down that yellow brick road and turn the blind eye and look the other way to all of the different contexts and behaviors and you know mindsets and paradigms by which I live, that to me is becoming sin. Not, maybe not when I first became a believer, but 10, right. 15 years right. in the game, right. God is going to bring it to my attention. Hey, man, you don't need an, 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 like another pair of shoes. You don't need another car. You don't right. need another jacket. Right. You don't need you know another rental property, whatever it whatever. is. These cats were selling property to bring it to the body to say, yo, how can we use this for the body? Yeah. That's the book of Acts. If we really want to talk about the first century church, that's the first century church. But anyway, and 
Listen, we don't yeah. we don't claim to be on our soapbox right now and on our high house. These are things that we're still walking through yep, and working through. But one of the things that we wanted to do for you guys was to, at a minimum, bring it to your attention. Come on. To realize, hey, this is something that we need to start focusing on to begin to work through. And we're going to get into this a little bit more because I think that all this ties into a much bigger Uh-oh. fish, a much Uh-oh. bigger thing, which is capitalism Woo. and how much the okay. Western church is really in love with capitalism. But- Anyway, we, right, we're gonna we're gonna leave the 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 big fish for uh, another week. But we do want to thank our guests. Thank y'all for enduring us for uh, an hour and and some change here. Ooh, My yeah. man Art came through. Chaka came through. Yeah, we mm. you know we might we're still trying to get better at this week. And have a live podcast. So that's that's the that's the goal. I want to have a live podcast. So I can cool. so I can make my jokes in front of people who will laugh on mic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all, we thank y'all for rocking with us as yeah, always. Thank you, you know, so much. We don't just strive to give you this information. We strive to do it in the right context <laughs> and mm. keep God in the mix as always. So uh, for Avery and Eve, this is AJ saying, see y'all next time. Peace. Later. Peace, peace, peace. <laughs> Get started, I won't teach you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading they the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they miss to do This is how we should be, we living sober Wisely proceed as we be moving forward We all want accord as we be getting older And rest in the Lord Cause we give on his shoulders Hold him to his word And how we told him Molded in the image that they beholding Jehovah showed him How he'd atone him The lion and the lamb at the same moment